This time on TNT, Jaron countered a real-life rock star CEO. Happy Thanksgiving, bods! And the dreaded drum room muffle. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hey, bud. First frost, bud. Oh, no, really? It's that time of year where, you know, in Canada, like, uh, the morning you need a parka, and then at noon, shorts, and then at 6 p.m., it's sweater weather again. So yeah. Thursday here was, like, 30, just out of nowhere, like, 30 degrees, ladybugs are out, some fruit flies around, like, what the clam, and then all of a sudden, Friday, frost. Like, James, James used to say, uh... Uh, there's no time. There's no no chance for outdoor dicky Duncan when there's frost on the pumpkin. Please say that again, <laughs> James. Please say know. that again. There's no time for dicky Duncan there's when there's frost, when there's on, frost the on the pumpkins. Yeah. That's his. Uh, that was his way to uh, measure the changing seasons. <laughs> yeah, it is poetic. Like you can't get it going in 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 the winter and that no green gowns once there's frost on the pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, no time for Dicky Duncan when there's frost on the pumpkins. Wow, like it it sounds like one of those like oh you know as older farmers always say because like because yeah, it rhymes right. and it's kind yeah. of like totally. pithy or something and then but you listen like, closer and you're like wait you're hold up like wait, what's happening there that's what's upside <laughs> you can't you can't say that in no. front of people <laughs> also it, it like no time there's no time for it suddenly but it's really t- like time isn't the issue you probably still have the time to do it but it's you can't be doing that because it's too cold yeah it's like yeah, it's very Irish or Scottish, like just cutthroat, yeah. awful. Like, like what the else? We can't say just because it's popular. It's said everywhere with little kids. Yeah, around. I remember uh, Mark Forward hitting me once with, uh, "Hey, just because it rhymes doesn't make it true." Because <laughs> I, I dropped one of my classic, like, "Hey, you know, to take the best, leave the rest." You know, one of those. He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna stop you there for a sec." Just because it rhymes doesn't mean it's true. Although in the case of this uh, Frost on the Pumpkin thing, that is probably true. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's totally It is true. getting too cold for that stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, I love me some fall, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just out That's of nowhere, great. like, um, Carol got some corn stalks to put on the front of our house, and there's pumpkins everywhere. Um, the big <laughs> yeah. down the road from us is Blake's Pumpkin Jungle, and every year Blake oh, makes fun. a hay bear. Like a, a yeah. teddy bear out of big round bales. That's great. No, we got uh, Lisa found like twenty different pumpkins on a on Kijiji on, G- on Kijiji. Like these different, like they look like carved pumpkins, but it's from a movie set or a TV show or something. So you just have to put lights in them, and they're legit look like pumpkins, but they have these wicked faces. Oh wow! All, there's like twenty of them. They're all up and down the the, the walkway, so it's pretty uh getting festive she's she kajijas kajizas <laughs> yeah she found these these cool like uh uh little shop of horrors like the eating the plant eating thing a couple of those by the door so what those set you back the 20 fake pumpkins i think she got like 20 of them and they're all like some of them have like outlets or uh, like you know like 
adapters so you could plug them in. So they're the real thing. Well, yeah, but they're and they have like uh, like gels behind the, the the opening, so it's not wide open too. So it's got vibe with the light, so you can get one of those flickering fake ones at the dollar store. Oh my god! Yeah, instantly got vibes. <laughs> we were um, probably, I guess, two years ago. It must have been uh, October 2019 in um, West Hollywood. I was working there, and the girls came down and. Uh, this little neighborhood that we were staying in, um, people hired like art directors and carpenters and uh, <laughs> you know crew to come over and put the Halloween well, installations in the front yard. It was out of hand because it's all like loaded like producers from Hollywood that are like, hey, yeah. let's get it going here and get some people from. from Can you uh, art direct work my Halloween <laughs> display at our house? You're one day you're doing like some show like what's that one with the firefighter show with Rob Lowe? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, one day you're like making a big set out on the street. Next day you're on this guy up in a tree. Can I take that prop cadaver home for my Halloween display? Um, but this was like, <laughs> dude. Then the big the producer guy, hurry the fuck up. Yeah, hey, old man. Like I told you to fucking do this. There's place. a call like, sheet. They're breaking for lunch. <laughs> Union people. There's a stunt guy. <laughs> no, but I'm saying not just the guy in his house. So it's his rules. Like you're on his property, but you work for him, and he's just a derp, the crunch crunch king. <laughs> Hurry the fuck up! <laughs> Definitely saw a lot of those dudes um, getting their lawn <laughs> styled for Halloween. <laughs> um, like like two story like a fake uh, um, uh, porch that a like body oh, yeah. falls out of and like <laughs> yeah, fire effects guillotines. and smoke machines and like a cadaver that rolls its head over and goes ah ah yeah. ah every two seconds all day and all night. Well, that's when when uh, we recorded when Rain lives in Brentwood, and it's that area like where like. Tom Brady and frickin' Arnold Schwarzenegger's down the street. So that neighborhood is like, that's one of those neighborhoods where it's all executives or people that are doing that stuff or actors. So it's just like that. It's exactly what you're saying. Like a whole, like all of a sudden a haunted house in the front of the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a full, big, like you said, two-story house. So, with windows and stuff in it and, like, people screaming on the roof. So does Rain, like, do you think Rain and Chantel have Arnold over for dinner? Like, is it that? Maybe. Maybe they go to Arnold's. I don't know if it's like that, but, the, I mean, that, that's that's the neighborhood. So, yeah, you see that kind of production level going into it. Uh, well, we have a couple of pumpkins. We don't exactly. have a smoke machine. We, we're not going off. Well, I have to say, uh, this neighborhood's pretty looking pretty good for Halloween already. The I guess it's your first Halloween. Up. You don't you don't even yeah. know what the uh, tone is there. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the, the way our old neighborhood was was a little bit just disjointed. It wasn't like because we were off the water and it was a busy street. It wasn't like it's just more you know people walking around traffic than families as much as compared to the suburbs that are around it, you know what I mean? So, like, there was no... You'd have to kind of walk around to get to a, 
a crescent or a good house block, you know what I mean, with the for candy opportunities. So do you think so this one is this, this neighborhood like people will drop their kids off? Is it that kind of neighborhood? Like yeah, you should go for there. Sure. And like I, I said before, I don't know, I, I didn't say on the pod, but this street you don't you don't get here. Like this is one of those streets. Like if you're lost, you're like, what am I doing here? How do I can't get back to like you know this main artery? It's Great really place to out, live. It's really out in 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 a kind of a corner of the neighborhood, so you don't really there's no point in coming here unless you live here so the traffic is really low anyway so it's good for that regard there's a couple of like huge loops and you can walk for like an hour for that vibe for like a good like that's definitely a it's definitely a pillowcase run you know what i mean like a solid no, pillowcase of, a solid pillowcase of candy oh for halloween oh yeah yeah it's a solid yeah. pillowcase of candy for sure. I thought pillowcase was like a real estate term for a rectangular neighborhood that doesn't have much traffic. I was like, how have I never heard this pillowcase? Yeah, imagine. Yeah, no, it's a pillowcase community. And that's like, wait a second, what do you mean? Well, like you can do a full run with at Halloween with a pillowcase and get really dialed fast. Like super quick, but, fill a pillowcase, dump it, and go out for a yeah. victory lap. Well, because you can do like a, a couple good loops, and there's a there's even probably a figure eight that is would add up to probably like two and a half, three kilometers, and that's just house after house on both sides of good bagging. It's a pillowcase run. Total pillow pillowcase. Got a pillowcase. See, on on our street there are a total of six car uh, six houses. Yeah, as you know, you got to drive to it. Yeah. So uh, in the earlier days when the girls were little, we would kind of pick five places and drive to those five places, and then they were tired and we were ready. Um, but now they're into the neighborhoods. More yeah. bang for your buck. Pillowcases. Do the boys still go out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're just getting there. John's 15, so yeah, they're um, even though they're not as psyched to get – uh, dressed up they're like down with the candy run and it's been freaking canceled the last couple of years in terms of the yeah, pandemic yeah. and then there was a weather one the year before here like where it actually was like dampened so we're due for a so rage it's been, yeah and the weather is perfect it's nice and warm it's not going to be you know hopefully it won't be like snowing but you never know it's been a warm uh, fall so far here. Same here. Um, so tell me about, you texted me something really funny the other day. Oh, you were yeah. at a, no, a so music I, I was, store. Yeah, I was, I was uh, because I'm Berlin a lot, I was like, like the proper music stand. I, don't, I didn't have one. So I just wanted to rip to the local store here. And uh, What is it? To, is it a local uh, like mom and pop deal arts, or Long and McQuaid? Or what arts. is it? It's the Arts Music Store, and that's where uh, Tim Oxford used to teach back in the day. It's a, it's a, it's a good little music store. Like it's a, a one-off? It's not a chain? It's, like, privately owned? Yes. Yeah. I think, to my best, I uh, there might be one more in Aurora, but I don't think so. I think it's just straight up. I'm into it. I could be wrong, but I don't know. Anyway, it's a nice spot. But when I went in, went in there, there was, like, the classic rock rock star ceo guy you know like how yeah. you were talking before of the guy that wanted to play guitar yeah <laughs> i just i'm like standing with this 
this stand and I'm and he's like, yeah, you know, like the amp in my room just doesn't go like that. And I think I'll get this amp over here, but you know, this guitar, but this guitar, you know, like the my guitar. I got this one guitar, and I'm just getting here and I, <laughs> and I look. And like money is like, no object. <laughs> He's got like a Ferrari T-shirt or something, you know. Oh like, no! And like the a watch that was just bling city. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and he had the like the neon, like if like as if you were like Pharrell walking into a producing a track. Oh no! Like those shoes, like the neon <laughs> sneakers. <laughs> That I don't even I don't even recognize. I was like, what the hell brand is that? It's like some letter on the side, and like they were super bright red, <laughs> like big white, and there's like net around the foam. You know what I mean? <laughs> net. You know what I mean? Like yeah. clearly something around the foam. Like some at the type back. of breathing system, some type of <laughs> yes. moisture management system. There's an MMS. <laughs> Yes. Now with MMS technology, yeah, for sure. Like super tight jeans and like you know, no hairdo, classic, right? Like Bezos styles. <laughs> <laughs> and what did he stop in to get, or did he just stop some, in to like talk and show that he knows stuff? Some amp or guitar bit, right? But it was more like. The talk, it was like, it felt like it had been going on for a long time before I got there. I could just sense it. So talk me through how the guy <laughs> working was handling this. I He was just being really polite and like, oh. just, yeah, yeah, sure. Yes, yes. And like answering questions. Oh my gosh. But uh, so it got to the point where I was like, I, did, I, I realized that, well, this person is kind of like, the only way to get stuff is the the guy he's talking to, right? <laughs> so I just kind of got I got the thing and I I did the move where you just kind of get close. Like, hey, man. Not not like for further like he was on one end of the of the cash area and I was on the cor at the other corner. So I just kind of got to the bellied up to where you would pay over there, and just stood there and watched them both. You know, like like total cool out of the convo <laughs> and so to the point where the one the, the cash guy's like i'll be right with you which he was probably really happy yeah to, right to say. especially because those dudes are like ted shredstein <laughs> with a skinny leather well, tie he's a better guitar player than anyone who walks in there and he has to listen yeah. to some rock star ceo chat him up about <laughs> um yeah, sure. he comes in for a, a strings and leaves with a amp just because yeah, he like can't that guy's probably grinding, doing lessons, you know what I mean, or whatever, teaching kids and mm -hmm. just crushing it. But then he's, like the guy, it seemed to me like this guy wanted to like get the leg up on the amp and put the sh like the, the and and have a real conversation. Like, like I don't care, I'll buy it right now, but I just want to know that it's right. But I'll buy it right now. He's like, I got this, you know, and he's talking about the room that he has. <laughs> <laughs> where he plays and how the sound is in the room and it's like it just looked like he wanted to really get into it you must so have been by, cornered by those dudes over the years for it's, sure it's kind of a yeah. gear pigeon in a way it is but it's like uh i don't know it's just like living out the dream or something it's the other end of the gear pigeon well it's spectrum. like the, 
the guy probably had aspirations to do it when he was a, a teenager and never did or like it's also that's the same guy who's like well you know uh we were there and it was either us or quiet riot and quiet riot got the gig and that was oh. it they became stars after that like you know like he's but it was like a birthday party that they know that they got <laughs> you know what i mean or like the high school thing well it was either us or rush and rush got the gig so they went on they got huge so i imagine if we did honestly though man i'm happy for them they're nice guys <laughs> yeah but it's like a high school you know talent night and best band but that's success their gauge like well man imagine we won that best of the bands <laughs> So he was taking a day off from Xerox Canada and just like his his wife has told him he just you know, you need to more balance in life. And he's like, All right, so I'll go down to the arts and just buy some stuff. I guess. Like that was yeah. it. It was like retail therapy for CEOs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Totally. Was anyone in there uh uh trying guitars? Uh there was people looking around, but yeah. there was no, yeah, there was no noise. No one shredding. No, it's a good store though. I gotta say, my favorite tight spot. My favorite thing is too when um, uh, the person looking at the guitar, like maybe it's a mom buying one for a kid or uh, someone who's kind of bashful, and they get Ted Shredstein to plug it in and play for them. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Ted ripping scales. Like, well, I might as well practice because I'm <laughs> on the clock anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or the big Mixolydian scales. How about the um, the private rooms? <laughs> where, oh, yeah. like, there's, there's a the just, Oh, yeah, or the little electric drum kit and there's someone just... Bah, 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 and you open the door and it's like... Bah, 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 <laughs> Close it again. It's like, oh, <laughs> doing the, all they ever do is a solo from in the air tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Close the door. It's gone. It's so dumb. That's the, that's the worst, man. And it's... <laughs> it's so loud in there, and they think it's like a concert for the whole place. Oh, I'm cooking. It's so loud. It's an audition. That's what they're doing. They're auditioning. It's it's like. It's so muffled. Oh, sorry, man. You shouldn't start again. It's just like some 47 year old dude in there. Because the truth playing is. The only, playing the only beat he's been playing every, every six months on a drum kit or the one in the basement or the one in the drum store. Because the truth is, if you were really going to test a set of drums, you don't need. 
to play that hard, right? Well, you might want like to open go, it up. Gork, you don't gork, gork, you don't, gork, gork. You gork. really don't. You don't have to like slam thing. Yeah, you, you maybe give it a couple hits to see where it where it's like top is. But yeah, it's pretty classic. Because what is the uh, what's the we talked about it, the Tam? What's the Nam? What is the big oh Nam trade yeah, show? Yeah. The huge trade show, yeah, yeah in Anaheim. And they're yeah, all those man, skids with, like, uh, waist, uh, long hair. Oh, um, but there's guys, there's police that are out there, and they're, like, fine the booth if they let a guy do that. It's a big no-no. <laughs> so, like, if you look over it, if it's not, like, Jack DeJanette making the noise or some, like, super rock and roll crushing musician jazz guy... It's not like if you don't recognize the guy playing, that's like some guy will come over and be like, hey, hey stop, shut <laughs> up, get off the drums. Really? Yeah, for sure. So it's like yeah, a they're concert out there. when fans try to get on the stage? <laughs> well, like there are some booths where they have just those... <laughs> like they have, and they're just rammed with those people. And they're all in there. They're all doing it. But you don't, <laughs> don't even look in there. Like they have these little sound booths and they're all just going crazy. They got like their bag of stuff, right? All the different merch that they got and signed stuff. Huge bag. And the laminate around their neck. You made me attend to either walking around with a big bag of freebies that they've got. Yes, like brochures of stuff they like. T-shirts and stuff and stickers. Yeah, like a Vic Firth poster signed by Will Calhoun from Living Color. (laughs) Just going crazy. (laughs) Yeah, man. Vic Firth poster, oh my God. Where are you putting that up? On the the walls. Yeah, in his drum room. (laughs) Put on IG, baby. Signed from the guy by the guy from From Living Color. Oh my god. I know what my wife would call that clutter. Bunch of clutter coming home with a bunch of clutter. What the hell's this Daddario poster <laughs> signed by Al Di Miola? <laughs> like, oh, it's going on the wall. <laughs> oh. Hey, what's this John Patitucci six string bass poster? <laughs> it's going right on the wall. Oh. Like, come on. <laughs> As so if they... people walk in the room are like, oh, well, he must know a lot about music because he has a poster. He has a signed yeah. poster, so yeah, I guess. He's got, he's got, there's a picture, the big poster of Dave Weckl. <laughs> Who's that? Who's Dave like, Weckl? <laughs> Just this, like, wicked, like, fusion jazz drummer. <laughs> <laughs> the the whack. <laughs> oh. <coughs> so is it for heavy players or is it for like the shred scenes? Oh, 
Well, because it's I think it's expensive to get a uh, a pass. Is it? Like, yeah. So if you worked at Long and McQuaid, like, they might send you to do some recon. Yes. It, well, yeah, that's the only reason I would go is for the companies that I play the gear of, right? Just to say hi to everyone and see everybody and the other. So all the yeah the the musicians come because they're supporting the companies, and then it's like it goes from there to fans and then like other you know so it's like a huge amount of retail people but then a huge amount of fans and to round it out but it's like 500 bucks for a a pass that's not nothing no so So yeah you usually have just like lineups and you know signings everywhere Holy shit, I got a Sabian poster signed by Dom Famolero. <laughs> it's so and literally, inside he's, baseball. He, like, he's like, the most <laughs> notable thing he did was try out for Journey. <laughs> <laughs> like, other than, you know, he's a teacher for years and, you know, did a, he's a great ambassador for drums. But in like the rock and roll <laughs> world. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so would you get psyched to go? Sure, yeah. Oh, it's a great time, man. Like why? It is fun. Because you you uh you see a lot of friends, that's why. Like right. you just kinda get into uh lots of catching up. Right, it's, so at your it's level amazing. it's a it's a good hang and kind of fun. Yeah. But is like well, a drum yeah. enthusiast coming away from there with any valuable practical knowledge? Sure, cuz there's you, know, you can learn everything you want. Like like I said it's uh it's all there, so you can look at beautiful equipment and uh symbols or stuff right, that so you like. Right, so it's like any trade show. For sure, here's you can find out here's whatever what you want. On, here's what's new. Totally. So there's a lot of total amount of great learning that's that's there but yeah you know it's still just a showcase of gear and uh and some people would see it as a showcase for themselves well for sure because there's a lot of musicians that go there just because that's their day weekend to to promote everything too right so they're doing clinics and Musicians are all over the place doing little concerts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're promoting not only the brand and their gear, but themselves. So yeah, it's just uh, it's a, like I said, it's it's great and it's awful too. Like at the same time, because there's just layers of madness and chaos. <clears throat> oh my gosh! Should like should we go? <laughs> go. Sure, it it's be fun. So fun. You would love it, actually. Because you 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 know you do meet insane musicians there, like I met Mick Fleetwood, I met Jim Keltner there, I met so Hal Blaine. Is Mick walking around checking out the booths, or was he brought in as like a hey Mick yeah. Fleetwood's coming two to four? He's he like probably came in for like whatever Zildjian or something for a signing, and then you know said hi to his homies there, and then just did a quick rip around with buddies. And then pieced. You'll see, like, you know, there's, you know, the Chili Peppers, various members. Like, it's it's like that. So that's why people get so fired up. Like Anthony, what's his name, is, like, doing a sure mic demo? No, more like, you know, 
uh, Chad Smith is at the Pearl booth, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like si- system of a down guys, just like with drinks in their hands, walking to the, their crazy base. Wow. People. Well, I guess if all the gear pigeons in the world gather there, then that would be pretty cool to see someone like that walking around with a mixed drink. Well, I mean, you would lose your mind at the gear pigeons. Because it's like, it's, it really is funny to see their faces and how like amped they get. <laughs> but also like the great musicians, but the cheesy, there's the cheesy musicians too that are like the guy, you know, playing Flight of the Bumblebee on the bass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> where it's just like optimum speed, but like, what's the point here? <laughs> the bumblebee on the face. <laughs> the maps. The six string bass ripping flight of the bumblebee. Like heavy, heavy technical shredders. Yeah. But like, you know, crushing the you know, the whole Nintendo Mario song or something. Right. Like, what a salad. It probably took six months to learn that. Wow. So, yeah, <clears throat> whatever, man. It's like I said, it's you get everything. Well, I think like, we I've should go. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I mean, we'll see how this winter goes, but it's usually January like 20th around there. Are people walking around so hacking darts and uh, like uh getting wasted? No. It's not that. It's Cal- it's California. Well, there's people drinking. There's bars in there, but yeah. You don't, if you get too banged up, I'm sure you get booted out. Imagine getting banged up at it. What's it called again? Nam? I've been banged up there a couple times back in the day. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Nam? It's, like only, it's fun. Uh, N A M M, yeah. Nam. Nam Sam? Oh, man. Good times. Take a break, bud. Take a break. Hey, listen to this one. You like this one. It's a classic. This is on your iPod. I love this song. Okay, I got... What I think... I think this, to me, is a fall jam. Like, makes sense. Has fall vibes. Do you agree with that? Fall vibes? I'm just trying to think if there are any... If there's anything in the lyrics to suggest it's a specific time of year. No, I don't... I don't think there is. I don't think... I don't think it's the. I don't think it's anything to do with the lyrics. It's just the vibes. But maybe piano music is like fall. Maybe piano is is piano when the fall. That's where fall comes to the forefront. Like the piano kind of makes it fall feeling. Interesting. Is it the, the, is it the chill of the, of the sound of a piano? Like, it definitely isn't warm. It's cold. It's kind of cold. Even the the uh, the warmer notes are still chilly feeling. So, yeah. Sweater on. I'm thinking, of, um, I'm thinking of, uh, like, Elton John and Billy Joel songs and trying to think if I can think of a summery one. Crocodile Rock is pretty summery. But, like... Downeaster Alexa is very fall. Yeah, maybe tempo has something to do with it too. Like up tempo, yeah. Like, um, you know, like Jerry Lee Lewis. Right, Uptown Girls is summer jam. 
Yeah. Uh, Boys of Summer is a fall jam. <laughs> is it? I think, well, yeah, nobody on the road, nobody on the beach. <laughs> Feel it in the air, the summer's out of reach. Oh, yeah, there you go. Boys of Summer definitely. are gone. <laughs> and and it it doesn't uh, it doesn't have a feel of uh, that either. Summertime, it's more. It feels cold. Faster. It is cold. M- multiple uh, rim clicks and hi hats. Oh what, yeah, that's fall. What's that's the drummer trying to say here? What do rim click say? You mean Don Henley? <clears throat> what, did he drum on this? Yeah, of course. No. He's a drummer. Yeah. Why would he drum? He's drumming and singing in the Eagles. He's going to keep drumming and singing for himself. I know, but then all of a sudden when he had a big solo career, doesn't he have to be out front? I'm not sure how he rocked his solo gigs. Maybe he had some like heavy math back there for that. You're right. right. He's out there doing it himself, hacking darts on the mic. Maybe he became the guy that uh, he hired the guy <laughs> that auditioned for Journey. No, let's let's see if we can uh, dig, dig up some live footage of that tour. Let's see what's going on. I'm gonna he say did. he was not playing drums. Yeah, I think because... I feel like he was out front. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think he ripped this on? The record? Because the drumming is great. I think it's a drum machine. It is? Yeah. Would a drummer like do a drum that? Machine to me. Well, they probably couldn't get that sound and feel live, so they're like, let's just keep this vibes. Like, there might be an overdub of a hi-hat, but that's about it. So they do that sometimes, like if they can't. A lot of well, in, in the eighties, in the eighties, they, they couldn't get the hi hats and that stuff to sound as good as recordings, but the drums they could get cool, different sounds that you couldn't get with drums. So they'd overdub hi hats or brass, like crashes. But now it doesn't matter. They can do it all. This is a great song. It is a good job. Definitely fallish. This is interesting. What other songs yeah. do you put in the fall category? Yeah, I think I, I saw a clip of Don Hanley. He's definitely not playing drums. But that part in that song definitely tells you that there's overdub of hats. Like he had some like last worthless <laughs> evening like kind of <laughs> ballads. Listen. He's not playing drums on those. Listen, you know it's overdub hats here. Here comes the Phil. Here comes the seagull. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, the seagull. Here's the seagull. Almost. Fretless bass. Standby seagull. Yeah. That. That's like the horny guitar solo. <laughs> it's also the. What do you call it when that beat is? It's one of those out like places not where you expect it. It's one of those Bill Dylan masks who'd like would kill the guitar solos with just like crazy cool sounds instead of like the ripping stuff. It's just like tones and 
vibes, those kind of guitar players, those guys get hired like motherfuckers. Skidalum. What do you call it when the beat is not where you would expect it? Like they miss a beat and then drop it in. Like a miss beat on purpose or a miss beat on, on purpose. Like a mistake. Yeah, they're leaving leaving space. Yeah. Yeah. You and then some, play sometimes catch up. I love that. Especially if it's if it's for the purpose of the rhythm they're trying to create, that's when it really gets horny. Like um a uh, 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 bad example but Doom boom baka doom boom baka doom boom baka doom boom baka. That thing. Yeah. There that, you go. That's the just space. called leaving space. Yeah. Like that. And there's uh, inherent things that make people fired up, like make people dance. Like for example, I think the definition of swing. Um. The, there's a beat where it lies, where it's like, that's the swing, that's what swing is. And I think I remember it was Eric Lewis who really, a piano player, really nailed it. Um, <clears throat> what do you mean swing? Think, like, you know that song, Hip Hop Hooray? Hip Hop Hooray, ho, hey, yeah. ho, Hip Hop Hooray, like where the, the haze and the hoes, that's... That's where that's what swing is, that beat. Ba 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 like you don't hit that unless you're swinging. Huh. You know, you got it that that it if it's not there, that feel, if that note isn't being recognized, then it's not swinging. But if it is, it is swinging. <laughs> Into it. That's the one that gives you the swing. So if, if like bands like The Police or Rush a lot, their music doesn't go there. Or U2, like that, it's more syncopated and straight. And it's not a bad thing, it's just a feel thing and a style thing. But well, it's all good. Why doesn't the police go there? Because they're so regimented, and you don't hear that. Like it's not that doesn't go there with that. But like bands like Zeppelin or the Beatles, that was always all over the place. Who would you be nervous? You're playing in a little room at Art's music store. You're playing in a little muffle room. And you see someone, like, look through the window and then open the door. Who would you be like, oh, man. I have to put on a Drumming? Show. Yeah. What drummer? If I was playing? You, yeah, yeah. What drummer would you be like, okay, I need to show this person what I got? No, I would never do that. That makes me feel sick doing that, like showing off. I've been with drummers a lot, and I'm like, they all like shred, and I'm like, I don't want to shred. <laughs> like, I feel weird. Just can't do it. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, but yeah. Like, I've been so many times where it's like, okay, hey, you want to try my drums? Nah. No thanks. I just feel icky or something. I don't know why. So, listen, personnel for the Boys of Summer. Uh, Don Henley. Yeah. Voc vocals. 
Mike Campbell, I guess of Tom Petty, right? In Heartbreakers. What is that he world? Synthesizers, guitars, Lindrum programming and percussion. So he's doing the hats. Okay. Danny Korchmar, synthesizers, guitars. Okay. Steve pa- Steve Picaro of Toto, synthesizers. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge. So is, and Larry Klein. Is Steve Picaro Jeff Picaro's brother? Yes. Nice. And like one of the main writers and guys in Toto. That I makes sense, wrote, that lineup uh, for that time. He wrote Human Nature by Michael Jackson. It's a great song. Might be my favorite Michael Jackson song. Steve Picaro is like a a founder and one of the, I guess, the foundation of Yacht Rock. <laughs> He's all over that. We should give more love to the Picaro brothers. Because yeah. they're kind of a Gino and Joe, aren't they? Well, there's more. I think there is there. Uh, well, because there's so many of them. It's not just uh, there's Mike Picaro and Jeff and their dad, Joe. Their dad, Joe Picaro, was like a huge marimba and percussionist and drummer uh, educator, like a huge, massive. I think uh, one of the you know biggest te- one of the big like one of the forefathers of drumming taking it up a notch teachers so the family was just loaded with musical talent so yeah i like this um uh music education stuff well because jeff picaro was was probably one of the best drummers of all time like he's one of my favorites and is a stalwart in modern music especially soft rock um but uh he he, uh, he he just was effortless in all the stuff that he played, and he played on mountains of great music. Like even uh, like a lot of the Burton Cummings stuff is him. Like a lot of his great solo songs is always Jeff Beccaro. So he's Mr. Guy. He's Mr. Guy. I'm just looking at. Uh, okay, so he he uh, played with. Like Joe Picaro recorded with like Natalie Cole, Stan Getz, Freddie Hubbard, Gladys Knight, Madonna, The Monkees, Pink Floyd, Frank Sinatra, Nancy Sinatra, Sarah Vaughn. So like his their dad was a an elite session player as well that kind of brought them into the world properly, I guess. It is crazy at the amount of uh, music and- that the these guys crushed and yet not household names at all right Picaro uh his Jeff Picaro George Benson Tommy Bowen Larry Carlton Eric Clapton Joe Cocker Christopher Cross Miles Davis Dire Straits Donald Fagan David Gilmore uh Sergio Mendez, Paul McCartney, Rickley Jones. Sergio um, Mendez, what was his single? El- Elton John, Diana Ross, Bog- Boz Skaggs, Seals and Crofts, Bruce Springsteen, Steely Dan, Barbara Streisand, Richard Marks, Don Henley, David Foster, Donna Summer, 
Like it's on and on and on. And thriller, obviously. It goes on and on and on. Was Sergio Mendez never gonna let you go? I'm gonna hold you in my arms forever. Gonna try to let me throw a thing in the formula. Was that Sergio Mendez? I don't think so. No. He's more uh, Brazilian vibes. And like, I think more uh, that stuff. Like heavy jazz and, and wicked crushing bossa nova styles. Sergio Mendes had a <laughs> yeah. hit. Sergio Mendes, single on the radios. Sergio Mendes songs. Mas que nada. See, yeah, this is, he was primarily a jazz guy. He had a song, though, on okay. the English pop charts. jam. Yeah. Collaborating with Stevie Wonder. Oh, he did. A&M Records. Yeah. Never, never gonna let there you, you go. There you go. You're never right. Never gonna let you go. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you in my arms. And that's forever. probably that's probably Jeff Picaro for sure on that drum track. It hurt me so. What are you fellas doing for Thanksgiving, bud? Oh, we're gonna. Uh, oh, oh yeah. It's been, it, it's difficult because we uh, we're trying to figure it out. We had a. a like Annalise had sniffles in school, so when you, the product protocol from that is everyone has to get tested for COVID. So oh. on Thursday we all had to get the swabsies. No. So we were initially going to go to Pembroke for a day, but we had to wait and find out what the, the that we're all negative. And so far we've heard everyone's negative except me, but I I haven't had no no symptoms at all, so I'm sure I'm negative too. Um, so anyway. It's, that, that, that we're kind of waiting on that final thing, and then we'll see if we go to Pembroke for a day. If not, we're just going to have a really small family banger here. Are you going to cook a gonna, bird? Well, we yeah, are, yeah, we have a turkey, but we're going to um, have Christmas dinner here. So that's going to be when the kitchen's done, at least. So the kitchen's not done yet. We that's when all the maps are going to come for, over? Counters and cabinets, yeah. We're close, though. Everything is... Uh, uh, finally, yesterday was the last day of workers in the house. It's been that long, though, every, almost every single day. What do you uh, mean? They're done done? Well, they're done all the other stuff. Like, there's nothing that needs to be done in the house other than the kitchen right now. So, um, cabinets and everything are all done. Closets are all done. Uh, curtains are up. Uh paintings are going on the walls like art's coming you know what i mean like that we're getting to that stage so uh yeah we're, we're once we get the kitchen we're fully you know it's such a, it's like it really you can't really feel at home until you have a kitchen like until you can put stuff and prepare things in the kitchen like it doesn't feel it still feels like you're uh you know, like you don't have a couch or bed or something. You know what I mean? You feel like unwhole as in the house. And you feel like you can't fully organize everything else until that's finished in a sense. Just right. because it's just so frustrating to not, you know, to have to fart around and uh, 
when you get food, you got to look to where you can put it. Or even when you buy groceries, like there's no counter to put them on. You have to like, <laughs> it's so annoying it's because it's been, uh, well, yeah, August 2nd, we moved in. So it's two months, more than two months of, of that. So it's, yeah. And you've probably come Can't a long way in two months. In. It just doesn't feel like it. Yeah, there's so much has been done. Like everything is perfect. Like we're super stoked in terms of everything else. Um, I'm gonna tell you something. I don't really notice like the 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 price of things generally, and and I probably should more. And don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting it's because it doesn't matter to me or I don't like to save a buck. I certainly do, but yeah. I have noticed. The price of groceries is bananas. Oh man, it is crazy, and it especially meat. Yeah, I know. Like you're trying to get a few chicken breasts, and it's like sixteen bucks. Yeah, sixteen bucks, twenty four bucks, nineteen bucks, and I think it's probably because Joy eats so much meat every day um, that I I realize it's bananas. Like anytime you stop in anywhere, it's 50 bucks yeah and sa- same with gas now it's a buck 44 here now where is it up, how much out there i don't know see i don't notice but i should because oh, we um we use a lot of gas because we live i mean out, we i think out out west it's like a dollar 70 isn't it like it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i mean it's, you, you're like i'm not 200 bucks to fill up your tank like where are you going to go? And like, there goes the weekend. Like, the money you're supposed to party with. I know. <laughs> right? Like, come on. That's the thing. Really As I've is. said before, it's the miscellaneous column in life. Batteries, paper towel, uh, garbage bags. Think of the amount of time we now dedicate to, and as we should, but it's a column of time that we didn't have before. Garbage separation. How much yeah. time do you spend sorting recyclables and garbage and compost? It's, again, good, but it's um, it's crazy. Things are different, you know? <laughs> what do you, you mean, like, just throwing stuff in the green bin and all that? Well, I, I or guess... Or just even recycling itself. Like, do you have to separate your paper and plastic? Yeah, do you? No. Girl. No, all just recycling goes in recycling. Really? Yeah, we have to separate. Paper goes in one, and plastics go in another. And yeah, and that happens in some places. Like for example, Lisa's mom out in Pembroke. That's they have to separate paper and plastic. Oh, I wonder if that's here. a rural thing. I don't know. How often do your garbage maps pick it up? Uh, garbage is every other week, which is an, is kind of annoying, right? Because, and then. Uh, Recycling, obviously, every Thursday. Right. Every other Thursday, garbage. What about you? Um, Weekly? We have lots of plans for the weekend because we... uh... No, I mean garbage. When does your garbage come? Oh, it's the same, like every every two weeks. Garbage, yeah, and recycling, banging on... What day is it? Well, it's the same. It's And it's also, where we live, it's one guy. Who drives like a truck and he has to jump down at everybody's place and grab and come the stuff. out and get it? Yeah. Are, are property taxes high in Truro or low? 
I would say overall low compa- probably compared to you, and especially because we're in a rural like, area. And well, that for example, like it's it's crazy high in Pembroke for like a a smaller house. It can be up to like seven grand, Why? six grand a year. I don't know because the roads driving around there don't dictate it, and you don't see brand new buses in town. But it's very expensive comparably to even here. Like it's more expensive. Like their Lisa's mom's boyfriend's house is is a lot smaller than this one, but the taxes are comparable, which is crazy. Why even is that? And I, and I, it's like pretty much all of rural Ontario is insane high taxes, property taxes. I'll tell you where you buy, Jeremy. Saint John. What? I'll tell you where you buy, Jeremy. Yeah. Moncton. Oh, I know. Property values in Moncton oh. have gone up. I think thirty percent in the last three years. It's bananas. Oh, it's like for sure. But it's. I mean, the, that that's happened up here too. Like the uh, rural places where you thought, okay, if you drive for two hours, you can get a place for a good, reasonable price. But that doesn't doesn't happen anymore. Anywhere you have to drive like three hours. Right. Who the hell can commute that far? <laughs> no right? one. Um, we have big plans this weekend. We're the uh, the boat's coming out. My mother-in-law's oh, yeah. making there a bird. Um, it's yeah. the, like everyone's gonna be at my in-laws' cottage. So the wharf is coming out. Nice. Like there's, it's very busy. But I've been busy in work, so I'm looking forward to being busy in like life stuff. Getting my hands. Uh, dirty, making my body tired, like that kind of work instead of brain work. No, that's good. That's awesome. Get your legs and hands moving. Exactly. That's what I've been. I've been sweating. Uh, I do uh, three different sets of drumming every day. <laughs> I do like, yeah, I do like because uh, instead of doing it all at once, it 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 uh, it's. It, in that way, you get too sweaty and sore. Like sweaty, you get every sweaty every time. But I do a more like a morning rep of an hour and a half, and that's like hardcore, uh, high tempo. Uh, I try to spread out in terms of uh, the drums. I try to play the, all the drums, so I'm trying to be get movement and all that stuff. And then the second set is more like a little high tempo, and then uh, groove and just vibing for like another hour and a half and at the end of both of those it's like I gotta take a shower it's like sopped then I do great? a late night it is then I do a late night rip of just practice pad and so it's more hands and just time but also hand speed but it's been good it's been pre- it's been like the night one I don't sweat as much it's more like just chill but the first two get me going so it's it's been a nice uh nice uh regimen that uh, routine that's been, been been feeling good. You were ready. Yeah. Yeah, now that the pl- and the drum room is all dialed. Lisa was amazing. Got uh, my I got an Alvin Jones poster that was signed by him years ago. <laughs> and uh at Nam? No, at, at uh I think well I'm, I I first met Alvin Jones from my friend Greg Keplinger. We went to the Jazz Alley in Seattle, and that's when I first met Alvin. 
and uh, actually Matt Cameron was there too. I think it was the first, no, maybe, no, it was the second or third time I met Matt, but like he was there as well, Matt Cameron from uh, Soundgarden at the time. Uh, and this was, I think, 94, 95, maybe, 95, late 95. And Alvin uh, signed my drum for me. But then a, th a few weeks later, uh, Greg saw Alvin again. And Alvin, uh, we had a chance to talk, and he was telling me about this Red Fox joke, which is like, it's like a famous joke called Fug, Fug it, Fug Soap. <laughs> so that the whole the story of that is like, uh, does soap or does soap does it does does it and then it's like well if does don't do, do does it then fug it and fug it is the next level of the soap <laughs> that's like the punchline so it's does soap and if does don't don't does it then fug it <laughs> and the fug it is the <laughs> the best soap or whatever anyway it's a great joke and it's a red fox joke and Elvin told me the joke. And I, we were just laughing so hard that uh, he signed the the, uh, the the poster like to Jeremy, fuck it, suck it. <laughs> right? No, like, what it just, yeah, it's just it's just the joke, the punchline of the joke or whatever. And but he didn't sign it all. That, he didn't sign it, Alvin Jones. It's just like to Jeremy, fuck it, suck it. <laughs> so like, are you gonna get it framed? I Lisa got it framed for me now for my drum room. Amazing! So it's 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 amazing, a beautifully matted and uh, perfectly uh, framed, and it's in there now. So Lisa really did me a solid. Really that's awesome. a great thing. Is that the only thing that's going to be like on the wall? Uh, I've got that. I also have a piece of uh, work artwork that Grant Smith did. Um, and it's uh, it it says my father wanted me to be a baseball player, which mm. is true. <laughs> so that's in there too. And uh, I got our Canadianity book in there for vibes. And nice. It's good. It's good. It's nice. It's feeling good in there. It is. Yeah. It's and it's got like the prison light, like the really bright pole light. So it's I like that part of it too, like the concrete floor, and just like the grind of that room. You, when you know it's you know when I go in there it's business and it's great. Are you gonna put some gold records up in there or that's too much? Nah, just gonna keep it uh, keep it straight up. Where are they? They're kind of amongst everything. They're all in boxes. I don't know what to do with them actually. I've never really had them up on display in my house ever. It's fair, so, but there's room. I don't know. Maybe in the basement once that's actually done. Fire them up there, bud. There. Yeah, get them on the wall, bots. You'll be proud of your accomplishments, you know. Oh, I am. I am. Um, it's all good. So have a happy Thanksgiving well, yeah, to I'm you, thankful. Jonathan. I'm thankful for the and bots, the bots. And thankful for you, and yeah. mostly thankful for that big, huge uh, soul food of a laugh we had. That was great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is. Still as fun as it was on the first app, bud, and many more to come. Amen. And, and the buds, thanks to all those buds out there that just keep on burling, too. Keep on burling, bud. Love you, buds. You little turkeys. <laughs> <laughs>